You are listening to the Weekly Parody. Each week we study the mindset of unconventional leaders. We are here to empower those who may feel unqualified to step up, use their voice, and make an impact in this world. Welcome, guys, to this week's episode of Fidget Friday. Uh, We have a little bit of a different episode because we have something super special happening today. This is Friday, the 17th, and I have my friend with me, Nathan Todd, and he has something really cool that is launching today, and I wanted to bring him on with me on Fidget Friday to talk about his project and what he's putting out in the world. But before we get started, if you have not subscribed to this podcast, please head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and hit that subscribe button. And if you have a second, leave us an honest review. I would greatly appreciate it. So without further ado, I want to get into this conversation with my friend, Nathan. Uh, Nathan, thank you so much for jumping on this call with me and being willing to share part of your story and your journey. Uh, The little bit I know about you, I'm just so in love with the message that you're putting out into the world, but I don't want to jack it up. So I'll let you explain what it is. So Nathan, would you mind just introducing yourself and letting us know what you launched today? What is launching today is my workbook. And it's a workbook that is all based around the idea of empowerment. It's called Mm -hmm. Empower Yourself, Awaken the Beast Within. And beasts are kind of five tools that I've found in my life that have helped me get to uh, my most successful moments in life. So tell me about this uh, success that you speak of. So you obviously you said that if you reach success, you need to help others do it. So what have you overcome in your life? What is the thing that you're trying to kind of pass along to other people? So I'm going to go all the way back to Let's the go. beginning. So I was born um, premature. I was born with a 50% chance of living so whenever i envision that i don't know what that's like right i don't have the memory of that but i just imagine that you have the the monitor that's monitoring your heartbeat and it would go up down up down and then go flat Mm. so uh i was able to persevere through the very beginning of my life, not even uh, really able to know that I'm fighting for myself, but there's something that was deep within me that said, okay, uh, it's God, it's, I don't know what it is, but something was saying, you have something you get to do here and you have a purpose to inspire other people. So now we, We fast forward, having cerebral palsy has given me lots of opportunity to break through obstacles in life. Uh, I was just talking to somebody about this a little bit yesterday. A lot of times when you have a disability, whether cerebral palsy or something else, people treat you very differently than most of society. I can be places with my friends, with my family and people will look 
past me to talk about me to those other people. Which is crazy. That pisses me off. I just get pissed. Sorry. A little outburst. But, but it's a real thing. Yeah. And all throughout life, I've been told you can't do this. You can't do that. Uh, I was told that I wouldn't be able to graduate high school. I was told that I wouldn't be able to drive. It would be really hard to get a job if I even got one. A lot of times people say, why even have a job uh, when you have a disability? And so, I mean, there's, there's lots of different areas where it's like hmm. when, when you get told that story so many times, a lot of times people will just start believing that that's true. My message is that what's true is what you allow yourself to believe. You know, my, my ultimate message is no label defines me. And I think that can apply to anyone in their life. So I was told that I wouldn't graduate high school. But the story that I had for myself was these are the things that happen in life. You grow up, you go to school, you graduate, you get a job, you have a family. And I think the support of having a family who didn't treat me any differently led me to be able to say, okay, that is a story that I think is possible. It's, it's what I see all my peers creating for themselves. So why shouldn't I want to achieve similar things? When you were like a kid and you're being told all this stuff, did you have that same mindset or attitude growing up that you're like, screw y'all, I'm going to do all of this anyway? Or was that like a process? What was, what was your mindset like back then? I would say it's probably more of a process. Okay. I think when you're younger, um, you get to depend a lot on your parents to kind of build build that confidence for you. Cause I also think, yes, you have to believe in yourself, but in life, somebody has believed in you before you believed in yourself. And so I think that's really what started was those conversations where uh, my mom didn't treat me any different. And we just, approached it as okay we've got to figure this out there's no reason you can't do this if something came up we would adapt and work around it and i think the greatest thing is i i talk about disability all the time just because that's part of my story but all of this i think can relate to anyone out there sure um Disability is just a, a term that I think can relate to many different different things in life. Um, 100%. There's this, uh, and not to interrupt you, but there's this uh, psychologist named Adler, and I love his work. And his theory was that we all have this sense of inferiority. And some people, it was 
doctors telling them that they would never graduate high school. And some people, it was they grew up poor. And some people, it was that their dad never, you know, affirmed them or believed in them. I mean, we all have this thing, whatever that is, that in our minds is like our own disability, whether it's physical or mental or emotional. Absolutely, 100%. And I, re- I really think the interesting thing is the shift in and what you start believing as a, a young kid with a disability is everything's cool through elementary school. And then we hit as um, we hit the middle school years and holy crap, that's when society starts taking over everything that we believe we're supposed to think about ourselves. Um, and, that plays a huge role in you're either going to be able to fight through that perception or it could bury some kids when you go to middle school and you just start, that's when you really start to notice a difference. You know, I, I've only assumed things up to this point because I've never, I've, I've never experienced it. I never know. So when you're in middle school, high school, my assumption has always been that kids are kind of harsh and mean towards kids with disabilities. Is that true? Did you experience that or are people mostly positive? So I would say I've experienced it on both sides. Okay. And as I've gotten older, my, point of view of what actually happened changed a little bit, but I actually left middle school and was homeschooled for a little bit. Oh, were you really? I was homeschooled. Yeah. yeah homeschoolers. <laughs> and it was because I was feeling like I was being bullied mm. and I was feeling like isolated. I was in mainstream classes but I was extremely feeling isolated. Uh, So I got taken out. We did it for like, I was only homeschooled for like a semester. For me, uh, homeschool wasn't the answer. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it worked for me or my mom. (laughs) (laughs) I I got to a point where I, I said, I need to be around other kids I can't be here by myself yeah um but I think as I reflect on that experience what I honestly always wonder is was I actually bullied or was it something that I a story that I was making up from how I was perceiving the events that's a very, very mature way of looking at it. Well, it's, yeah, it was a long time ago. And when you're in a moment like that, you aren't able to think about that. You're just you're like, actually, yeah. it, this is a sucky moment. I'm really not liking what's happening here. And you just see what's in front of your face. Now I can see all different perspectives as I've aged. Yeah. You and your old age. What are yeah. you? 31? Is that right? Oh, no. So I'm 33 today. <gasps> Today's your birthday. Yeah. <gasps> oh, I feel so bad. I didn't say happy birthday. I didn't know. No way. Really? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, that's birthday. why it's such a special day to launch this. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Well, Nathan, let me let me ask you this and we're kind of kind of kind of move on because I really want to touch into your mission and what your your message for the world, but you know, you're you're very kind and every from the moment I met you, I met you at the summit and I you just have like this kind of glow around you. I was like I need to talk to that guy. He just has some awesome energy. And since I've known you and gotten to know you more, you're incredibly positive. You're very kind to people. You see the best in people. And I wonder how how did you keep yourself from getting bitter or angry, you know, when you face some of this stuff? Because I know for me, a lot of times I, I throw myself pity parties a lot. And how did you kind of develop into the man that you are where you see the good and you didn't become angry? Uh, so you're probably going to make me cry right now. I think it was my mom's influence on me. Um, She's somebody who always sees things that way, sees the good. <clears throat> and actually, right before we stopped talking about school, I was going to say she challenged me when I went back to school to find two friends every day that I went to school. And she said, write their name down on this note card and write down their phone number and all this stuff. And those are two guys. I've been in both of their weddings. Whoa, really? And yeah. So I think it, it definitely is a lot to do with my mom. And it's a lot to do with the attitude that, wow. look, a lot of people can view my situation as hard difficult, whatever, but it's been my situation since day one. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's like, there's no other way to, to look at it. You, yeah. In my perspective, I'm not going to be some hard person just because there's something I can't control. I have control over how I project energy into a situation I have control over how I treat other people and am I always a hundred percent positive no there there are days when it's like it's a really really hard day um but that comes with life yeah man that's a hundred percent so let's Thank you. Thank you for sharing all of that. Um, uh, so moving into your, your, your message, I remember one of the first things you told me, we were uh, having this big dinner at the summit and we were at a park and I was sitting there eating dinner with you. And uh, you said something along the lines of, I was asking you what you do out in the world and you talked about your fitness and you said, you know, I want to show people that they have absolutely no excuses because I'm in the gym lifting crazy and I'm in great shape and I'm really pushing myself physically despite having cerebral palsy. And most people are like, I can't get in the gym, whatever. And you want to just like call them out and be like, look at me, dude. <laughs> so, and that's why you call yourself, I believe the muscle motivator, which I think is so cool. You guys have to follow him on Instagram. He has some really cool posts there. Uh, but can you kind of tell me where that evolved from and your love for fitness? The love for fitness really came from my dad and my brother. So cool. my dad 
was a college football player and then actually went into training camp with the Atlanta Falcons and really wow all throughout my childhood he was a football coach so I was around sports all the time I went to practice and uh just I always wanted to be the quarterback of a football team me too. And I was so mad that I was a freaking girl. Like real talk. So I think that is part of where that comes from. And then, so my brother got to play football and kind of, <laughs> I would live vicariously through my brother for sure. And then I started thinking, where, where can I make an impact I remember the day he invited me to go to the gym. Like I was driving home, my arms are out like this and they were just shaking. But even though they were shaking, I was like, okay, now I'm, I'm hooked to this because this is something I can do to the best of my ability. And I know that I am athletic enough that if I put my mind to it, I'm going to be able to compete with anybody else who's walking in this gym. Yeah. Um, And it also goes back to uh, a lot of times people with disabilities, we hear all the time, you're such an inspiration. Mm. And I used to hate that term. Why? I'm just living my life. Mm. How, How is that inspiring? But now I'm able to say, okay, that's awesome that you find that inspiring. I'm, I'm doing me and I don't get to control what you find inspiring, but I know that I'm living what I feel my purpose is. And if you find some motivation and some inspiration to create that for yourself by watching me, that's awesome. I think that is something that drives me too. I I really want to impact young people that are sitting there that have been on the couch and haven't been given opportunities to say that something like this is possible. Yeah. That the muscle motivator is something that's possible. Yeah. It just started as an idea. And then as the idea, I, I started saying, okay, if this is, to become reality, what do I need to do to make that happen? I love that. What I hear you saying is you're saying be faithful with the tools in your hand and use them completely. Yeah, I love that. That's yeah. so good. So tell me about this uh, this workbook that you have. Um, I had the honor of reading it, and it's. And I'm not just saying this. It's incredible. <laughs> And I keep telling you over and over again, I, I thought it was just visually so well put together. It was just a beautiful workbook. And I was just amazed with it. It wasn't like this just black and white pages. I mean, it's colorful. It's dynamic. There's just so much. And I'm, I'm a visual person. So I really appreciated that, that part of it. Uh, but yeah, where did you get the idea from it? What's the message in it? Where, what's your goal with it? So my goal is to have somebody work through the exercises and be able to say, because I did this, I, I changed my perspective and I changed, uh, I went from not knowing 
really what I want to do to having a more clear picture of I want to pursue this and see what happens. I want to be able to reframe things that I believe about myself and then explore what that new version of me looks like. Mm. Um, and I think much like you said, you're a visual person. I think that was something that I wanted to create that as well. I was like, I want it to look sexy. I want it to look really, really good. Um, and I got the idea from Joe Duncan, who's uh, before 5 a.m. on Instagram. He's got his workbook. And I was like, I like what this guy has done. Yeah. If I create my own, what does it look like? Um, because mine is going to be different than his. But I really because it's not a long thing. It's like 78 pages, but it's 78 pages of value. Yeah. Um, and the one thing that I also think is you can take this workbook and what I hope people take away is it's not perfection, but it provided me tools to further me along in my journey. That's it, man. That's it. So where can people connect with you and grab this workbook? It's going to be on Amazon and then they can connect with me at themusclemotivator.com and at themusclemotivator on Facebook and Instagram. First of all, thank you so much, Nathan, for jumping on this with us. Congratulations on the launch of your workbook and happy birthday. Hope you have a great birthday. Uh, our very last question, I would just like to give you maybe 30 seconds to just share what your message is. If they, there's one thing you could let listeners know from, from your heart, what would that be? Sometimes in life, we crash and burn, mm. but it's in those moments where we forge the diamond that we are that can only happen through those adversities that we face in life and then lastly no matter who you are uh no label defines you yeah you are the author of your story that's it man that's fire Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you have not subscribed yet, please head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and hit that subscribe button. And also, if you have a second, leave us a review. Lastly, we have a private Facebook group. If you are looking for a tribe of like-minded leaders who are unconventional in their approach, but dedicated to making an impact, head over to Facebook and type in unconventional leaders, and we will be sure to add you. You guys have a great week.